When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket's look back at the first day's play in the second test of the uh, England-Pakistan series at the Aegeus Bowl, a typical day during this summer where uh, the rain seems to have fallen uh, at cricket grounds and not necessarily anywhere else because we've had another interrupted day's play. But plenty of talking points, actually. Uh, the, the odd thing was, I suppose, that Pakistan decided to bat. They're very courageous like that, aren't they? Kind of going for the uh, the difficult option, though, you know, the kind of the solid option, I suppose, uh, batting first in test cricket, something that you should probably consider doing most of the time. But when you've got overcast conditions and a juicy looking pitch, it's it's a slight risk. They got through the first session with a bit of luck, uh, but actually pretty well. And then as often happens, you get to bowlers whizzing the ball past the edge and drop catches and things like that in one session. And then all those edges go to hand Uh, the second session, so slightly lopsided sessions. But in the end, I suppose England have had a a pretty good day with Pakistan 126 for five after 46 overs. It's been a really strange summer. You mentioned the first day of every Test match, and we've had weather problems on the first day everywhere this summer. The Test matches at Old Trafford and the two Test matches at Southampton. And I think four of the five times it's been a really good toss to lose. England said they would have batted today because actually the pitch is quite dry underneath. So, you know, you feel it could be quite difficult to bat last. But of course, you have to have enough runs in the bank to make uh, batting last a problem for the opposition. So it's it a really ticklish one. I mean, at Old Trafford, I mean, the, the bowling conditions were, were quite good in theory on the first day and Pakistan toughed it out. And actually, you look at the sort of natural flow of the game, really, you know, Pakistan did the right thing. They, they battled it out. They got 300 plus runs on the board and you know, all things being equal and probably, you know, nine times out of 10, they would have won that test match. But of course, we, we know what happened. So it's, it's really difficult for the captains. It has been a really tough... Um, position for the captains to take at the toss all summer I, I think I, I don't think it's been really easy at all I think you know, it's actually been better to lose the toss this <laughs> yeah, summer than win it that's right well anyway um, Azar Ali decided to bat and uh, the dominance that Jimmy Anderson had over Sean Massoud the last time the Pakistanis was here was resumed today fascinating actually to see Anderson 
because he was really quite honest in in between tests, saying how he'd felt the pressure of, of not taking wickets and hadn't necessarily dealt mm. well with a drop catch and, and not providing particular potency in that second innings up at Old Trafford. And then today, you know, the focus is on him again, the spotlight. He was bowling immaculately. I, I just think, you know, we kind of come to sort of almost take him for granted, the way he just runs up and bowls so consistently with a little bit of outswing, that testing line and length, probably not the most amazing spell he's ever bowled. But, you know, we set such high standards for somebody like that. And that ball he bowled to Sean Masood today to get him LBW to resume his dominance, I think it's seven times you've got him out now, an average of four or something. You know, that's the kind of ball that I always wanted to bowl at left-handers. Good pace, 85 miles an hour, just that little hint of in-swing, just a slight uh, inducement to to prop forward, but just beating him for pace and a little bit of in-swing, perfect line, middle and leg, hitting probably middle... And, uh, you know, absolutely, the batsman had to walk for that. He never, no, no question of a review. Yeah, um, it, it's not often you see a batsman these days just walk off without even having a consultation with his partner. You feel it's always worth it just to, to have a chat. But actually, all that could have happened in, in this case was for the non-striker to put some doubt in the batsman's mind and, and tempt him in to a review. Sean Massoud walked off, lovely piece of bowling from Jimmy Anderson, who was really good today. He was, you know, he was largely speaking on it today. There was very little uh, given away in, in perfect Jimmy Anderson conditions, really. And the, the, the pace was good as well. You, I think you, something you mentioned in the last game, you know, about towards the end of your career, you know, your, your pace might drop a, a mile or two, but, you know, it, it didn't. And, and he, you know, he's right up there. He's still bowling at the, the same pace. As you know, I don't know, five years ago when he was you know, yeah. in his early early thirties, it's, got... it's remarkable. I, I think he's he's an absolute force of nature, and you know, you know, I think possibly he's one of the greatest athletes in the world because you know he's sustained that pace and that consistency and that potency and that desire for the best part of twenty years now. And I looked up the other day; I think he's bowled something like thirty three thousand balls for England in Test cricket which is more than any other fast bowler has, has bowled in, what, 154 test matches. And he's still generating that 8,400 miles an hour. In fact, today, once the speed gun had him at 88, and you know, which is the pace that most of us dream about, really, being able to purvey. So I, I think he's just a, a remarkable athlete, actually, and, and he, he makes it all look so easy. Yeah, took the first two wickets today. Sean Massoud out for one, and as Ali, taken by Burns at slip. For 20, Burns taking a couple of catches today. It was actually England's catching that left Pakistan off the hook. I sort of felt at, at lunchtime, Pakistan 62 for one. That was absolute riches, really. They could easily have been easily 50 for four under you know different circumstances. It, it felt as if uh, England should be able to make inroads, and with, with better catching, they would have done so. And of course, there was that just that fraction of luck as well that. As Arali had when one ball from Chris Wokes rolled back onto the base of the stumps. As we saw in the World Cup last year, was it the World Cup? The ball rolling back and, and not dislodging the bales. Yeah, anyway, I mean, so it's, well, it's happened a lot recently, hasn't it? Because of the the partly because of the stump cameras in in the stumps, which make the stumps much more rigid. You know, wooden stumps uh, vibrate when the ball hits them, and the bales fall off. But it's it's partly to, to do with the the rigidity of these sort of fiberglass or you know kind of aluminium stumps, which don't wobble to the same degree as 
as the wooden ones and therefore the bales stay in place. Well, a bit of a reprieve for Azali on seven, but you know, he's not made a great deal of impact in this series so far. At least his scores are going up, I suppose. Not 18 <laughs> and 20. But you know, he, he took a lot of criticism in Pakistan after the last uh, test match. And his record has not been great of late. You know, he, he's mm. struggled in test match cricket in the last couple of years. And you know, his average against England is, is not particularly convincing as well. Uh, so the focus is going to be on him in the next, you know, game or so, whether he can turn things around. But, I mean, England, you feel that they've got this Pakistan innings under control. Uh, whether we're going to have the same amount of movement, the same amount of swing over the next few days remains to be seen. I mean, the weather conditions or the weather forecast suggests that's what will happen. You know, humid conditions, there's going to be some rain around uh, for the next few days. Just a question of whether we, we dodge the, the heavy showers or not. So, all in all, England have had a decent day. What did you make of England bringing in Curran for Archer? Because I remember Chris Silverwood, I mean, he, he told me in an interview, uh, I, can, I can see it now, I can hear it now as well, at the Wanderers, you know, we want to have a, a fast bowler in our attack and, and rotate, you know, and that's, that's our plan as we progress in the same way that we want to have those sort of real, really solid opening batsmen where the bowlers down, then the middle order can flourish. We want to rotate our fast bowlers, you know, Wood and Joffre Archer and perhaps Ollie Stone. And yet here we are with four quite traditional England pace bowlers, albeit Sam Curran provides the, the change of angle with that, with that left arm attack. Yeah, well, I think it was a really good selection, actually. And if you think back to the first test of the summer, uh, Ajiz Bowl, West Indies, uh, I said then, actually, that it, it's the medium pacers, that it's the Chris Wokeses, Curran, Anderson, you know, those guys who are really effective at the Aegeus Bowl because there's a little bit of carry, a bit of extra bounce, but the ball nibbles, the ball just does a little bit. And certainly certainly when you've got these clammy sort of conditions with a bit of cloud cover, it's those seam bowlers that I think are more effective. Mark Wood, you know, played in that first test but didn't take a lot of wickets. Remember, it was someone like Jason Holder who was the most difficult bowler to play at the Aegeus Bowl in that first test. And I think that they've learned from that England. They've also looked at the Pakistani batting and thought well they're guys who you know like flat pitches they don't really move their feet all that much they look a bit shaky outside off stump so actually just a, a four-pronged typical seam attack with also Sam Curran there to offer Dominic Bess a little bit more assistance by giving him that uh, possible rough uh, from the left arm over angle later in the match so I think uh, that you know the working out a team unit of bowling attack for this test was was quite clever couple of other little things. Um, I, I suppose that the, the big talking point at the end, ironically, was that uh, stance of Fawad mm. Alarm hadn't played Test cricket for the best part of 10 years and comes back in at number six. And, uh, you know, he's standing as if the bowling is coming from mid-wicket, the mirror image square of... Square leg. Uh, square, square leg, leg really. yes. Well, square leg, exactly. Uh, the, the mirror image of, of, of the days of Peter Willey and and others, Shivnayn Trandapal, I suppose, as well. It's just funny, isn't it? I, I, I watch uh, the way those batsmen set up. George Bailey eccentrically did it, didn't he, in, uh, in Australia as well. Mm. They sort of set up and completely standing in the wrong way. But then when the bowler bowls, they are actually in roughly... The, the right position, and I, I think um, 
you know, it goes back to the conversation inevitably in, in this sort of area goes back to Steve Smith. Mm. And I've just done an interview with Steve Smith, actually, uh, talking about the evolution of his method. It's in the next issue of The Cricketer magazine, which is out today, www.thecricketer.com. Uh, and there's a cheap subscription as well, four issues for 20 quid, if you look out for that, if you go to the subscribe section of the website www.thecricketer.com and uh, it, we, we'll actually run uh, the, the full length version of, of his interview with me next week on this podcast but because he, he's got an eccentric way of, of dealing with the bowling uh, you know his trigger movement a massive jump across the crease but if you get used to doing it that way you don't think it's weird So what's weirder do you think? The way Steve Smith bats or the way Fawad Alam bats? Well, there's no way you could compare them, really, is there? Because one guy's just come back into Test cricket and got a duck, and the other guy's one of the best batsmen who ever lived. I, I mean, but what looks weirder? What looks weirder? What looks yours? weirder? I think that Fawad Alarm looks weirder. I think uh, you know if you've studied the game and you've seen how Bradman batted, he didn't take the extravagant step across like Steve Smith does, but he did wave his bat around uh, to, to Gully and stood outside off stump and played virtually everything off the back foot, just as Steve Smith does. So, you know, it's, I think it's a wonderful game. And actually, one of the things that Smith says in his interview is it would be a boring game if everyone batted the same, which is true. Yeah. And the, the other thing he says as well is that Bradman had absolutely no influence on him whatsoever it's, it's almost it's yeah. almost listening to him actually it's almost as if you know no like he was part of a completely different era it's almost as if he didn't even know who he was I mean that's a bit of an exaggeration but, but you but you take my point I, you yeah. know, there, yeah. there's, there's very little footage of him why would I model myself on Brad and I've hardly seen him yes no absolutely right uh so that uh, that interview will we're coming up after this test match uh, in the meantime uh, loss of what forty odd overs means more late finishes, I suppose. What do you think of the prospects for, with the weather for for the next few days? Well, I think it looks like more of the same. So you know, it might be a, an elongated test match, but I mean, enough progress has been made on the first day, and there looks to be enough in this pitch as well to suggest that. Yeah, as long as we get a reasonable amount of play, we'll have a, a positive result. I mean, we've had positive results in all the other games, despite the, the weather problems that we've had. You know, we've had at Manchester, there were two days knocked out of a couple of the test matches there, not much play on the first day of the, of the last test match as well. And, and the same here on the, on the first day of the West Indies test match. I think we only had about 17 overs. So, but, you know, despite that, there's enough in the pitch. Um, we haven't seen spin yet. We don't know how that dryness out there is going to help the spinners later on. You talk about the foot marks produced by Sam Curran. There's also been some, some extravagant bounce today as well, whether the pitch is going to get a bit uneven. I think the first test here against West Indies, the pitch was a, a little bit up and down. That's why we thought West Indies might struggle to chase 200. And actually, if Josh Butler had taken Jermaine Blackwood down the left side, you know, they might well have struggled to get 200. So uh, there's probably enough there for there to be a, a positive result in the game. And Pakistan, you know, they, they need to, you know, they need to make sure it's them because otherwise the, the series has gone and it started so promisingly for them. I mean, I just feel that it must have been such a debilitating defeat for them at, at Old Trafford to lose a game that they were winning for the most part. Mm. Uh, Barbara Zam is still there for Pakistan, though, and while he is there, they've got hope. I thought he played really nicely. There were a couple of swishes outside the off. So he just seems to have more time. He's got that lovely balance. He played one delightful shot almost a straight batted uh, force through mid wicket off 
Jimmy Anderson straight batted clip through mid-wicket of Jimmy Anderson uh, for four. One of the, the shots of the day. There, there were very few boundaries in front of square today or down the ground. Very, very little driving is that sort of pitch. A really hard-working day for Pakistan. I suppose on another day, I mean, it could have been even worse for them. But England came out in the afternoon session and they, and they got the, the rewards that they didn't get in the morning session. As you say, it, it, you know, the catches started to go to hand. couple for Burns and one for Sibley both of whom had, had dropped, you know, relatively straightforward chances in the morning session. Just happy, to, they... um, happy, happy to be back at the holiday camp of the Aegeus Bowl compared to Old Trafford? Um, well, I've got to be very careful because I've, I've taken a lot of criticism uh, for my uh, observations about being in Manchester and the, and the Manchester weather. So even, even though, of course, it was cool and grey for most of the three weeks uh, we were there... Um, but it's a completely different setting down here. We've got, you know, we've got the trees, the golf course. Uh, it just feels a bit more open. But of course, what we need is a crowd, I and mean, that's what lifts us all. Imagine a crowd on that final day at Old Trafford. Mm. Uh, it, it, it would have been uh, fantastic. They'd have got so involved, and also, you know, you'd have had this, the transfer of emotions as well, because the Pakistan supporters would have been, you know, really excited about what, what their team were producing. The England fans glum, and then, you know, then that that change on the final day. I think that that's that's what we miss. Of course, we do most of all is to get cricket supporters back into the ground. So, you know, although uh, we're, we're having cricket and it's a very different scene down here, the, the, the thing that that what is so similar is just that sort of soullessness, the sort of the emptiness. And the, but the fair play to the players, they've overcome that because I think the cricket this summer, the test cricket we've seen this summer, for the most part, has been compelling. Mm, I agree. Uh, condolences to, to Ben Stokes for having to uh, go out to New Zealand to visit his, his parents uh, and obviously opt out of these last two test matches for family reasons. I hope he can make his way safely to New Zealand and probably might have to isolate there before he sees his uh, infirm dad and mum. But anyway, good luck to him and hope things uh, work out and hope the weather improves uh, and that we are going to pull full day's play tomorrow, though I'm not that optimistic. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.